Tony Silvera and I welcome you to my evening devotional. In uh, tonight's uh, episode, uh, I'd like to conclude this uh, series, uh, Radical, uh, talking about radical worship. Uh, when uh, we see uh, this uh, story in the Bible that I'm about to read, uh, I'd like to uh, meditate on the actions of this woman in Luke chapter 7, verses 36 to 39. Let's start reading. It says, One of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him, and he went into the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. And behold, a woman of the city, who was a sinner, when she learned that he was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of ointment. And standing behind him at the feet, she began to wet his feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. Now, when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what sort of woman this is, who is touching him, for she is a sinner." What an amazing uh, story. So uh, uh, we have uh, the, this story, uh, not just in uh, this uh, gospel, but uh, there's other reports. In John's gospel, uh, includes uh, an account of the story, and uh, the unidentified woman is named uh, Mary, and uh, she is uh, identified also as the sister of Lazarus. So the, the, there's other uh, instances in the Bible when she's mentioned. Uh, in John 11:2, it says, It was the Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. So supposedly, uh, this is the same uh, woman. Uh, there are some theologians that say it's two different episodes. So here we will have to have two women that did the same thing. Well, I don't want to get into an argument, but for the sake of the story, instead of calling her Mary Magdalene, let's call her the woman. So this is the woman who came to uh, uh, the pla this place. Uh, she's a city woman, so uh, she's identified as a city woman. And what she does uh, is quite amazing. She does an extravagant, a radical act of uh, worship. She uh, comes to Jesus' uh, feet and um, uh, she starts uh, worshiping him and uh, just uh, kissing his feet uh, after she breaks an alabaster uh, precious uh, vase of ointment. And um, as she does this, uh, the woman uh, uh, cries, and uh, with her, her tears, she is uh, wiping the feet of Jesus with her hair. And, and so the Pharisee, it says that um, he did something in his heart. So 
It's not that he pronounced this, but it's identified like he was looking with disdain. He was uh, uh, thinking, uh, well, doesn't he know that this is a, a woman, a, a sinner? She's probably a, a, a woman with a, a many men or a prostitute or, uh, well, it says about uh, her in the Bible later on that she had seven spirits, so she's not... Uh, the type of woman that uh, you expect to do uh, an act uh, like this. So uh, Lazarus is uh, quite upset. And, uh, and being uh, upset uh, while he despised Jesus, the Lord was appreciating her actions because he saw sincerity in, uh, in her uh, actions. Uh, in uh, Luke 7 and verse 47, Jesus said, uh, at the end of the story, therefore, I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. Well, we can uh, get a few takes from, from this uh, story. Take number one, it's that genuine repentance knows no limits. So it doesn't matter if you're a sinner, if you're not, if you're not such a big sinner, if, uh, if you just uh, uh, have a normal life, you don't consider yourself a sinner, maybe you consider yourself a good person uh, like uh, that Pharisee, but genuine repentance has no limits. A second take, real repentance receives real forgiveness. So Jesus uh, says that uh, she's doing this out of gratitude because she's showing real repentance. A third th take from the story is that sincere repentance doesn't care about public opinions. Uh, this woman just decided to do radical worship without uh, uh, being concerned of what uh, Jesus or for the, the sake of, uh, of, of the story also other people will think about her. And, and, and so uh, people will develop opinions uh, about us. Um, uh, let me read uh, what Peter wrote many years later, 1 Peter 4, 3, 4. It says, For we have spent enough of our past lifetime in doing the will of the Gentiles, when we walked in lewdness, lusts, drunkenness, revelries, drinking parties, abominable idolatries. In regard to this, uh, they think it's strange that you do not run with them in the same flood of dissipation, speaking evil of you. So here's Peter saying, well, we walked in sin. We did so many things, drunkenness. He, he, he gives a whole list and he mentions how people uh, take that into account, but they despise us uh, when we express our worship. Uh, let me tell you that when we truly repent before the Lord, we will not worry with what people think. We will not worry that people think we're being ridiculous for crying tears, for saying sorry, or for making restitution for our sins. We need to learn how to walk in radical worship. The world around us should know that uh, we uh, repented and that we worship our God. And if you receive forgiveness, you should also worship at His feet. Let me tell you three things that I can uh, mention about this type of worship, radical worship. Number one, radical worship focus on the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
So it's not focused uh, in us, it's not focused in the quality of a song or music, it's focused in Jesus Christ. Number two, rad radical worship flows from a grateful heart. It's not something that you can fabricate, it's not something that it's man-made. And number three, radical worship fears not the judgment of others. So many times we're worried, well, what, what will people think about uh, this or about that? What will uh, people think if uh, now I start uh, going to church? Uh, what will people think if uh, I now uh, do this or do that? So uh, when you uh, have uh, uh, um, uh, gratitude for the Lord, for the things he did, you worship radically. Let me conclude tonight by reading a story from the Old Testament that's also about radical worship. This is the temple dedication. Solomon built a temple and he dedicated this temple. Second Chronicles 5, it says, When the priests came forth from the holy place, for all the priests who were present had sanctified themselves with no regard to the visions, clothed in fine linen with cymbals, harps, and lyres, standing east of the altar, and with them 120 priests blowing trumpets in unison, when the trumpeteers and the singers were to make themselves heard with one voice to praise and to glorify the Lord, and when they lifted up their voice, accompanied by trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music, and when they praised the Lord, saying, He indeed is good, for His loving kindness is everlasting, then... The house of the Lord was filled with the cloud so that the priests could not stand to minister because of the cloud for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. I just love this scripture. It talks about radical worship, extravagant worship. Uh, here are these priests. The temple is being dedicated. Uh, they have all uh, sorts of uh, ritual actions. Uh, they're playing trumpets, they're bringing praise to God, and then suddenly a cloud comes into the house and fills the temple, and it was the glory of the Lord, the Shekinah glory of God. And when that happened, they had to bow down, they prostrated on the ground, they couldn't do anything because the presence of God was there. These are two different stories, they're not parallel stories, but they have a parallel in the hearts of the people, of the uh, uh, intervenience in, the, in each, each of them. In the first one, we see the woman with the alabaster jar just bowing down before the Lord and worshiping. Uh, here we see uh, the, the, the dedication of the temple, the glory of the Lord comes, and they also bow down. When Solomon completed his prayer of dedication, something profound happened. God manifested himself in power because radical worship is the essential ingredient to see the glory of the Lord. If you want to see God's glory, you need to uh, walk and to do this type of worship, radical worship. It's an act of your will. Nobody will force you to do it. It's spontaneous, comes from the heart. It's born in you. Solomon dedicated a temple they bow down with their faces to the ground. This is a profound example of reverence. The people worship, give thanks, declare that God is good and His mercy endures forever. God expects us to uh, do, to perform, 
to say, to act, radical worship. And when I say act, it's not that you're faking it, it's that you manifest with physical actions your worship to the Lord. Well, I have a couple of questions for you. How does the glory of God lead you to worship? And about uh, worship, uh, let me ask you also, during the course of this week, have you had the opportunity of bowing down to worship the Lord? Have you had the opportunity to tell God how much you love Him? Well, I, I would like to pray for you and I would like to ask God to give you this uh, opportunity of uh, uh, worshiping Him with radical worship. Uh, maybe you're not a very expressive uh, type of person in the sense that uh, you don't like to be seen or you don't like to uh, manifest yourself in any exuberant uh, way, but um, uh, God is expecting you to worship Him. So tonight I pray, Lord, for all the people watching my evening devotional, uh, all of those that have been so distracted with the cares of life, they didn't ha even have time to worship. And I pray that right now, where they are, as soon as we finish, that they will bow down and worship you. Maybe there's tears to be shed, tears of sadness, tears of joy, above all, tears of repentance and gratitude, because we were once sinners, but we were saved by your grace. Just touch my friends here on this social network. Bless them, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen. This was my um, most important uh, message for this series, Radical. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, once again, if you're watching uh, this video on YouTube, uh, right here under the video, there's a red button that says subscribe. Please click it, it will greatly help uh, my channel. Uh, also, if you're watching on Facebook, just uh, share the video, leave your comments. I'd like to pray for you. And uh, remember that worship, it's not about singing, it's not about uh, external actions, though uh, they're manifested from the heart. Worship comes from the heart, and it's a heart of gratitude for what God has done for you. So if you're grateful to the Lord, just practice radical worship. This was my evening devotional. This week's uh, series is concluded. Uh, as usual, uh, after the weekend, I'll return with another series. You can catch also this uh, uh, broadcast on uh, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. And if you do so, just go to myeveningdevotional.com, follow the links, and you will get uh, on your cell phone the audio version of this uh, devotional every weekday at 9 p.m. God bless you. Have a nice weekend. Mm -hmm.